Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura Agar-Wilson and this is the podcast that's dedicated to helping you start and grow a coaching business you love the wholehearted way. My guess is you want a business where you can show up as your whole creative, multi-passionate self so you can get paid, create a meaningful impact and have more time and freedom in your life. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome to the Whole Heart of Business Show. I'm Laura and this week we're going to be talking all about intentional living when it comes to your life and business. Now, I just really felt called to chat about this. It's just lots of thoughts that have been on my mind lately. And yeah, I just thought it would be fun to explore this because it's something that I feel like a lot of us get into coaching and get into this style of entrepreneurship because we want to live life more intentionally. We want to live life more on our own terms. We want to be able to break out of the system in some ways and and do something that we actually really enjoy and that feels good to us. So I thought it'd be really interesting to talk about this. So before I get into it, I wanted to just share a couple of updates of stuff that's going on in, in my world before we dig into all of the intentional life and business stuff. So a couple of things that have changed recently, and this kind of fits in quite nicely with the theme of this of this episode because a lot of it is about me living life a little bit more intentionally based on how I want to feel which is something we'll get into in a sec. So first things first the deadline for working with me on a design project is coming up in terms of I will not be working on design projects over the summer so July and August I won't be working on websites or brands if you're not aware. I have a package where I support people to basically I build their website and design their brand and mentor them on their business as well and mostly this is coaches who are setting up so that's a fantastic package I absolutely love delivering it but I don't want to deliver that over the summer holidays because it's quite time intensive and I actually want to have some time off over the summer holidays to spend with my kids and to just decompress a bit because September's always a little bit busier so that's the first heads up so I will not be taking on anyone probably after the end of May at the latest and, t- and and then I'll be retaking on people in September. So that's just a heads up for anyone who might have been thinking about that or considering it, if that's something that they want to move forward with sooner rather than later. The other thing is that I have, I mentioned this on a, an episode a little while ago about, or actually it was my behind the scenes for the first quarter of the year. And I talked about the experience of launching the Wholehearted Business Programme and how there was some things that didn't feel great for me around that process. And some other things have happened since then around the programme and things like that. The programme's still fantastic. Like I still think it's an amazing programme, but it's just, I think what happens with, or what has happened with me in this programme is it's just, I get a deeper understanding of what it is and who it's for more and more as time goes on. And that is obviously really helpful. And what I've come to the conclusion of is that I'm going to have that programme available as an evergreen offer and it's going to be application only so I want to make sure that the right people come into that and I do feel like there needs to be an application process for it and I also want to have it open all of the time so that's basically going to happen very soon so if you are interested in the wholehearted business program you can join the waitlist and then you'll get to find out when I actually get all of the stuff set up for the application process and the evergreen stuff as well and then another thing that has also come up that has also changed just behind the scenes is that I was talking in a recent episode about how I was going to a summit in June I've actually decided to postpone that until September I haven't actually done a lot of work on planning that yet or actually figuring out what that's going to look like but I've pushed that back to September at the moment we are having some building work done at home that I'm really excited about if you follow me on Instagram you will 
see some behind the scenes stuff. Our garage is going to be converted into an office and we're having some work done on the laundry room and a downstairs toilet. And I'm also wanting to do a lot of work in the ground floor of our home as well. Interior design stuff, as we'll get on to in this episode, actually. It's like a real passion of mine, actually. And it's something, that's something that I really enjoy. And actually, I want to enjoy that process of doing up the house. And I want to work on that over the next few months. So I made the decision to postpone the summit. And that feels really good. So that's just a few updates from what's going on with me at the moment I just thought it'd be helpful to share some of those but yes and and basically because this links into some of the things I'm going to be talking about today so I really love talking about intentional living my body of work as a health coach went very much in the direction of self-care and then evolved into huga and slow living and intentional living and it's something that I'm really passionate about and it really does like I said that I really feel the crossovers with business because I think a lot of us are here because we want to do life a bit more on our own terms and I feel like this is always a relevant conversation to have living life the way that we want to live it's intentional not by default I think is really important and I feel again in business there's lots of reasons why it can be difficult to do that actually more difficult than I think it appears on the surface so I'm going to explore some of those things today and just talk about some of the things that have really helped me be intentional when it comes to life and business and what helps me come back to a place of intention when I'm just in the place of living by default so I thought we'd talk a bit about that today so the first thing that I found hugely helpful when it comes to all of this stuff is the desire map by Danielle Laporte so if you haven't come across this she has a book called the desire map and I just find it really cuts through a lot of the a lot of the stuff that we hear around goal setting and around versions of success I talk a lot about knowing your own version of success and for me this is really about getting to the heart of it and the premise behind the desire map is that when we desire something, when we desire a physical thing or to achieve something, it's not actually the thing that it, that we are going after. It's the feeling that's going to create in us. It's the feeling that having that thing is going to, is going to give us. And actually when we can really identify what the feelings are that we want to experience and feel, it means that we are not so tied to the particular outcome it means that we can look outside of perhaps our narrow view of what it is that we think we want to achieve and and again this is really relevant when it comes to version of success and entrepreneurship and stuff and I think we'll get into that in a minute as well and I just think it's a fantastic tool to use to reconnect with what it is that you actually want I did a poll on Instagram this week and I think we're saying like who's confident that they know what their version of success is and I honestly thought out of my followers it would be like 95% people would be heck yes I know exactly what I, I want what I'm aiming for but I was quite surprised because it's more 50 50 and I think for anyone who isn't really sure what their version of success looks like and where to start and what they want their life to look like the desire map is actually a good place because I think when we get in touch with those core feelings and use that and come back to that and return to that that can actually be really powerful and it can cut through a lot of the stuff that takes us off course and I'll get into a bit of that in a second because there's a lot of stuff that can take us off course especially when we're running coaching businesses So my core desire feelings that I've identified, and I did this work probably back in, I feel like 2016 might have been the year that I first did the desire map. And she, I think she released like a digital program. She has a book and I think she released a digital program. I've actually been quite interested in doing her facilitator training. That's something that is on my radar for the future. And that might be something that I do look at doing and actually become, be able to facilitate this process because I think it's so powerful. But my core desire feelings are to be creative 
And I think that comes through in the, the, the design stuff that I do in my business and the design stuff that I do with clients. I think it comes through in, in interior design. And I've just talked about why that's important to me. I just really enjoy the process of it and the satisfaction of creating things that look beautiful to me, how I dress and my style and things like that. And that's a really, like, that's probably one of my most important core feelings. And then another one is cozy. And I think this, again, the process of the design map that it will take you through will help you figure out what these words are and what they mean but for me cozy is about the environment it's very much hygge type of stuff in fact I could have had hygge but I wanted it all to be seas and you'll see why I like a bit of that a bit of all of the seas but that's environment feeling relaxed it's also about not feeling rushed like I really don't enjoy the feeling of feeling rushed and pressured I like things to feel chill and relaxed even things like lighting like I like a certain kind of lighting just that cozy thing but also there's like that that feeling of coziness which is again not feeling pressured all that kind of stuff and then the other ones are all around connection so I've got I've divided this up into three so I've got connected to nature I've got connected to people that I care about and connected to myself so connected to nature all the things you would expect just spending time in nature connecting with things like the wheel of the year those things are really important to me connecting with the people that I care about so being able to spend quality time with my kids with my husband with my friends that's all really important to me as well and then connected to myself so this is things about how I feel in my body like what I eat how I move my body how I feel about my mind my spirituality and things as well so and it's one of those lovely things like even just reading that back when I was writing the notes for this episode I just felt like I just felt it in my body like this that's it like that is what it is and just that sense of coming home this is what I want out of my life these are the things that are really important to me and certainly when it comes to the business side of things like entrepreneurial culture is often really at odds with a lot of this kind of stuff wanting to live a slower and more intentional life entrepreneurial culture is very much hustle it's very much more 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 and for me to be able to reconnect with the fact that my priority is to live, you know, a beautiful, intentional, creative life that I love. It's not, my priority is not to build an empire. It's not to scale my business into infinity. That's not what I want. But what I grapple with quite often, I think, certainly as a business coach, and I think anyone in the coaching space is going to probably feel a sense of this, but is this, should I not be striving for more? Should I not be wanting to hit that six-figure mark? Should I not then want, be wanting to hit multiple six figures? And you know, the thing at the moment is like, everyone's going for seven figures. And I think that's fine if that really is what feels good to people. And again, this is something I really grapple with quite a lot is, is that what I want? And it probably isn't, but I feel like I should want it as a business coach. I feel like it's something that I should want. And I think as well, again, in my industry, the big shiny numbers sell like the six figure numbers sell, you will see a lot of business coaches using their numbers as a way to sell what it is that they offer. Because really, when we are starting a business, we want to make money and that's totally legitimate and that's absolutely fine. And I'm really delighted, you know, that my business makes upwards of 50, 60k a year working 20 hours a week. That is fucking amazing. Like seriously, sometimes I have to remind myself, like, yes, it's not six figures. Yes, it's not seven figures, but bloody hell, that's amazing. Like for me, that is amazing. And I'm really proud of it. But sometimes I feel that pressure and it's just a really interesting thing. I don't know if anyone else resonates with that at all. I know it's not just the business coaching industry that it's, it can be the wider coaching industry as well. It's just, it is that kind of interesting thing, I think. But those core desired feelings, they help me return to what's actually important. And I think if there was, if there were core desired feelings and if there were things around that where 
making more money and having more impact and things being bigger and bigger felt good, then that would be amazing and that would be fine. But for me, I just don't think that's who I am. And again, like I said, this is something that I am internally grappling with quite often, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, especially as a business coach. So that tip is to check out the desire map from Danielle Laporte. I think it's a really good place to start and her book is, is, I thought I found it really helpful and interesting. And then the next thing that I find really helpful is to script your ideal day. So it's one of my favourite exercises to do. I think it's such a fun journal exercise. There's a few different ways that you can approach this. I feel like you can really go like that big blue sky thinking and you know, really think in an ideal, perfect world where no limits were placed upon me, what would my ideal life look like? That's definitely a really good way to approach it. And I've done it that way before. And there's always insights, there's always golden nuggets to come out of approaching that. But what I tend to find slightly more helpful for me is to do this exercise, but rooted in my current reality. So that's not to say that I'm not going to strive for more and want to do things differently because obviously that's the whole point of doing an ideal day exercise but I find it quite useful to think about within like the with within the framework of what my life looks like the fact that I am married to, <laughs> to my husband not Pedro Pascal unfortunately um, I'm married to my husband I have two children I live in Durham those things are fairly fixed because I want them to be fixed. Like, I don't want to move away from Durham. I don't want to leave my husband. I don't want to get rid of my children. So looking at the framework of my life that isn't going to shift because I don't really want it to, I actually find that slightly more helpful. And what I usually do with that exercise is I think more than just a day, I think about over a week, because what I would do is going to be different on different days. Like a weekend is going to be different to a business work day and things like that. So I try and think about it in a slightly wider sense. And I find that really helpful. So yeah, I think that's quite a useful way to look at it. And then what's really helpful from that is even if you can't like, you know, quantum leap yourself into that life, and some people can do that, and I've definitely made some big jumps like that before, what you can do is that you can look at what you've journaled and there's going to be little elements that you can pull out of that and actually implement right now. So often what comes up for me in my ideal life journaling is that I do yoga on an evening or that I spend more time in the garden drinking wine on a Saturday night or that we spend more time outdoors as a family at the beach and things like that. And we do a lot of that stuff now, but just going back to that ideal day stuff, it just reminds me to make sure that still happens. That's the stuff where the intention comes in and when I'm living by default, I'm not doing yoga on, a, on an evening. I'm not sitting outside drinking a glass of wine on a Saturday night. And I'm not making the effort to get us all out of the house at the weekend and go to the beach or go to the park or whatever. So it's a really interesting thing to check in with. And from the point of view of your business and how that interlinks, if you have a coach and if you're doing this full time, yeah, hey, that's fantastic. You will have the ability to set your days up how you see fit and that can be really powerful to do that ideal day exercise and to decide, actually, I don't want to start work until 10 o'clock. Most days I don't start work until 10 o'clock and I finish at three. And it's, yep, that suits me down at the ground. Thank you very much. And that works really well. So you get the opportunity to break out of the nine to five mindset. And there's so many opportunities where we can actually just let go of the stuff that we think we should do and actually do what we want to do and what feels good to us and what feels aligned and what is intentional and scripting your ideal day I think it's such a good exercise to inspire you to start doing things differently to switch things up or like I said just to really put you into that aspirational version of your ideal day that's still really valid as well and that can just be magical thinking about what that could look like and what you might want to change about your life now 
or what decisions you might want to make to bring you closer to that in the future as well. So I think that's a really interesting one too. And then finally, I think something that's super helpful that I found is to have check-in points because again, it's incredibly easy to find yourself just living life and doing business by default. We are bombarded by stuff on social media, whether it's overt messages or stuff that's much much more subtle, but we are looking at what other people are doing and that's going to sway what we think about what we should be doing. So I was saying to someone earlier on today that the decision that I made around changing when the summit was going to happen was actually quite a difficult one because I feel like there was definitely the pressure from looking at what other people are doing on social media <laughs> that I'm going to miss out. I'm not keeping up with people. I'm not keeping up with the other business coaches if I don't run this summit in June, which is absolute bollocks. And it doesn't really make any difference to their life or anyone else's life when I decide to do this. It's just me. Without me having that check-in point and actually sitting down and being like, okay, what does this need to actually look like for me for my life what do I need to do I could have just done that stuff by default so having those check-in points and actually just giving ourselves the space like there's a lot of noise whether it's online or offline actually there's just a lot of noise and that noise can take us a little bit off course so I think anything that you can do to have check-in points where you quiet out the noise and really listen to yourself and reconnect with those core desired feelings and any goals and things that you've got for yourself and your version of success and all of that and your ideal, do like a little ideal day exercise, I think is really useful. So I've actually found that I need to do this kind of checking in on a, quite a regular basis. Like sometimes every couple of weeks, I feel like I just need to just sit down, just take a minute and take a breath and be like, okay, Laura, it's okay that you're not doing this. It's okay that you're not aiming for having a, you know, a multiple six figure business. It's okay <laughs> that you are doing things in this way. It's okay that your life looks like this. And actually just reminding myself and just and almost just like pulling my energy back into my center and reconnecting with those core desire feelings and my version of success. So I do this quite often, but I think there's also like natural check-in points. So I will always check in every month. Like I have like that process, certainly for the business side of things, like the really practical strategic stuff on a monthly basis. And then I also check in once a quarter. I like the wheel of the year, the solstices and the equinoxes as, as natural check-in points as well. In the past, I used to do more work around the moon cycles as well. And I've fallen out of that a little bit. It's something I wouldn't mind getting back into. But whatever it is, I think it's just worth remembering that it's really useful to have these check-in points because it's very easy to be swept a little bit off course these days just because of the noise and everything. And sometimes it's been, I've thought, is this... Again, is this just something that I've picked up because other people are doing it or is this actually what I want? And having that check-in is really important to be able to change course and actually bring things back to where you want them to be. So that's a bit of a, that's me just riffing, I think, on intentional living and business and life. Another thing to note as well, I think, around all this is that sometimes what we want in our lives and businesses is going to shift and change and evolve. It doesn't stay the same. Like your core desired feelings, usually they are not fixed, but usually they stay in like the same kind of universe. It's unlikely that your core desired feelings are going to, once you've gone through the process, it's unlikely that they are going to have a major shift. But otherwise, the things that you might want in your life, they're going to shift and evolve as you as you do. Like you're a living, breathing human being who is going to change. And I think, again, that having those check-in points is really useful because what might have been working for you in the past in terms of how you want to show up in your life and business might no longer be working for you now. And there might need to be a course correction. And that's absolutely fine as well. 
So that's just another thing to consider. I hope that this has been a helpful episode. I'd love to get some feedback. It's slightly different from some of the other shows that I've done lately, but it just felt good to talk about it. Just a lot of stuff that I've had on my mind. So yes, please do give me feedback. If this has been helpful, please pop me a DM on Instagram. I would be delighted. It's one of my favourite things is when people say, oh, I listened to your podcast and I enjoyed it. And oh, I watched a YouTube video and it was really cool or whatever. It's really, really lovely for that. So thank you so much for people who do that. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a review. If you watch on YouTube, I'd love to get a comment below, a thumbs up. That would be awesome. Do you do that? And just to say as well, if you want to take any of this further, a lot of this stuff is the foundation of my Wholehearted course. This is a program that I created at the very end of 2019. I was pregnant with my daughter and this was the culmination of all of my work as a health coach before I was going off on maternity leave with her and I already felt that internal shift towards doing business coaching. It's a great course, you can check that out. I'm going to put the link below and also for free guide that you can use as well if you want to explore this further. My ultimate self-care kit is just a really good place to start in terms of thinking about what is working, what isn't working in your life. That can be a good place if you if all of this just feels like too much, if the core desire feelings and the desire map feels like too much, start with the ultimate self-care kit. That can put you in the right direction and give you a bit of a sense because all of this stuff is interlinked. You know, self-care and intentional living and all of this I, I feel is is very interlinked anyway. But yes, hope that you found that helpful and I will see you again next time. Take care. Bye.